everyone got one What's your opinion? This is the rare room Tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules Just spill it And anybody can get it No limit We get to kill it You tuning into the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping no. Any topic Even the random I hope that you ready We entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit Welcome to the rare room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it real? We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? 2022. Yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear his voice, Chris Derrick in the building. Got his script note shirt on. Don't ever wear his uh, Screenwriters RR shirt on. See what I'm talking about? See, see the abuse I'm talking about? This is this like is a, what I'm talking about. This is just a sleep shirt. This is just I just I I, I, I just sleep in this. Uh-huh. Didn't take a shower this morning. I, just, just. <laughs> just. I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Sleeping in his no, eyes. Just, I had a you know, podcast. Exactly. Uh, I'm good, man. The episode is in. Thank to God. It took him 20 weeks to forever. get there. Um, I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look. Uh, yeah, it's just you know the 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 the, the machine the, the what do they call it the buzzsaw mm-hmm. of network procedural. Right. You know, there's no, there's no. It's interesting because you know they just released the trailer for Star Trek season three the other okay. day. Everyone's loving it, and I was like, yeah, this was fascinating. Like that show was you know was murder right now. That's everything about it was murder. But the one thing that wasn't murder was. And no release date, you know. What so do you mean no release date. Well, they didn't know when it was going to be put out. Oh, got it. Yeah. So they had a lot of time to figure things out, you mm-hmm. know. And then also <clears throat> because it was the serialized show and everything like that, if we kind of missed something or like want to do something different, we would go and reshoot it because we were on our stages. Hey, you know what we want to do? We want to change right. this from like episode one because it's not a st- it's not airing as we're writing and everything like that. Got which it. gives us a bit of the massage. They stuff. bank they bank them all in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of interesting, you know. They start watching cuts, so you know we need like we need a little piece, and you just don't have that um, kind of ability on a, on a network show okay. so they really kind of drive the you date, the data set yeah you know it's coming yeah yeah sure. so they drive okay. you in a way that's a little different than on a on a streamer show because mm-hmm. it's like we don't have time for, we can't do that no pickups <laughs> none <laughs> y'all gotta get this shit ready right. so i think they really have to kind of like work the scripts <laughs> so hard mm-hmm. you know to get them going so understand that yeah. was that um Cool. So if you guys are grown, let's jump into the show. So today we got the little bro in the building. Look at him. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Derek in the building. Chris's hello, little hello, brother. Hello. That's right. That's What's right. Been working guys? with us on some stuff. Out there doing some things. Really proud of him. Seeing how you just moving along. Things are popping up. I was actually your little Instagram. You see my Instagram? I see yeah. you. I got I the video tape. There. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so, sir. Welcome to the show, Alex. And Thank then, you. then we got your dude, Maka. Did I say it right? Yes, Carlin Maka Clark. Oh, now he's gonna throw his whole yeah. name in. See what I'm talking You put his government name in the front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's that's why I'm credited. So therefore, I just put it out there. You call me Maka though. All right. Um, it's spelled M A C A, like the root. What's the acronym for that again? It's that for music and creativity ablaze. Meaning anything that I do creatively, musically, will be lit. 
I was like, Lit. Look it's on fire. Kids today. It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everybody thinks they got that Michael Jackson fairy dust, don't they? Uh, they all do. <laughs> Everybody thinks they do. Sprinkle. It got sprinkle exactly. a little oh, bit. Thanks, dude, Chris. Yeah. Um, so let's jump on in and. Um, were you gonna talk about something first before we got into them? Or oh, what you wanted I just to? wanted to just two things. Two things. Uh oh. Kanye. Oh boy. And the White Lives Matter shirt. I think. Set it up for the three people who never heard of it. So the people who, <laughs> who, who don't know this is that Kanye was photographed somewhere I don't know where with a T-shirt that said White Lives Matter on the back. Has been a huge blowback in the black community, particularly the online community. I mean, everyone, I mean, everywhere, but all these pundits and rappers and Puffy and everyone's just getting on his ass about what he's writing. What he's saying is, 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 as if it's a, a, a complete affront to the Black Lives Matter. Right. And sure, it is. But I think, I think that the greater thing on this is Kanye has lost his mind. He's been lost, and he's lost, and 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 it's and it's now we're seeing. See, he signed up for a circus mm-hmm. when he married a girl. That family was already going crazy because they were doing their their show where they're like, "I'm going to show you the most bizarre behavior <laughs> to get views." Right, and he probably felt at home with that, or felt I'm cool with that. People like chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like Maka yeah. loves it. <laughs> <laughs> He's down with it. So <laughs> I just, I so I'm, I'm leather jacket wearing motherfucker. Look at him. See, yeah. Say bloody rocker. Yeah. So I mean, it's just fun because I saw your boy Russell Simmons commenting on it when he mm. was in Bali, and I was like, or Indonesia. Really? How you gonna comment with all the shit he did? I know. See, this is Hollywood. That's some bullshit. I know. Like I didn't do nothing that bad. <laughs> like really? I think he's in Bali because he can't come over exactly. here exactly because he's gonna get served for some papers. Exactly. He's like, I'm going somewhere so when they came. When I get, there's no extradition. I can still get a mansion, a couple it, girls. Was, yeah, <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight. So yeah. So I mean, I think I, it's just I just look at it as like what you know. Look, he's lost his mind. Everyone knows that. I think that he's in a position where he is after being involved with Kardashian the circus mm-hmm. he was like like how do i maintain the circus like like around myself how do i do that and i don't know if that's like good for him well he's competing with the circus that's what i'm saying <clears throat> so yeah he's trying to find ways to be uh i don't want to use the word obnoxious but to grab the attention and <clears throat> you know let me walk around with this on. It's gonna grab everybody. Everybody's attention. Everybody's <laughs> attention. You know, because he had, he had, <clears throat> had that problem with this deal where he was like trying to quit the gap and 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 the the, the whole what's it the the um, what's it called um, Yeezy. He can't yeah. use that word or whatever it is. So it's so so he's in a position where since he's since he's left the circus or got kicked out of the circus, whatever it is, he still wants a spotlight. That's what I that's gonna happen to you, Michael. You ain't gonna be able to use it no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody else gonna be like, "Oh no, that's a T-shirt. You can't wear that." <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I think is crazy. Um, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Have you seen it? Of course. 
See, I've seen all of them. I, like I haven't seen it, and I'm well, t- seen tell me it. your thoughts, and I'll tell you mine. Okay. Well, see, look, I have, I have, no, I haven't seen it, I, and, and I don't know if I want to see it. Okay. And here's why, right? Yeah. I remember when that happened. We're fixing your way on. That's right here. But go ahead. I remember when it happened, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I, and I remember I was fascinated until I was well, like, I was a gay man. Okay. Exactly. In the clubs In at the cl- that time. Exactly. So trust me. Exactly. <laughs> but my mind was is saying to myself. Y'all wasn't even born, man, and y'all still, you know, y'all wasn't born. As soon as I saw, like, like I remember they were saying they were talking about what they found in his house and stuff like that, yeah. and I was kind of like, I'm done. I don't need to hear no more about this. Yeah. I know this guy. This is not cool. I, and I kept saying to myself, he's dead in prison. He's dead in prison. There's no way oh, he's yeah. living. And then, and then I heard of the, I heard the other day, which I thought was. Probably unne- probably unnecessary mm-hmm. that there was a forty thousand dollar bounty to kill him when he was in prison. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And my thing is, why did it even need to be a bounty? He was gonna get killed regardless. But the thing about it is, two things about it is that I, I think is interesting now. And, and here's what I'm gonna get your thoughts on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People today are tripping. They're triggered by it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm like, this happened. It was real. It was real. Like, back then, it was a bunch of people doing shit like this. It yeah, you know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of like, what's upsetting you? This, that's, this is the world. Right. Uh, this is the world around us. Is it that you didn't know about this? Is it an education system thing that you that this, the world is not is not is 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 removing <clears throat> information that could trigger people from. Like from from just like the general knowledge, because because I because I was kind of like, how are you like like upset about this? This hap- it's like it's, it's, they're acting like it's a it's a it's fake, like it's a it's a made yeah. up drama. I'm like, it's not. Yeah. This shit happened. But see, I heard some things about like they were having issue with because the way they set him up. Of course, you know you, he's as a child, and you see why he started doing. So you kind of become a little sympathetic for some of the stupid shit he does. You're like. Of course, he's going to be doing this. Of course, he's going to be doing that. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people have issue with a serial killer. Here we are having sympathy for somebody who killed so many people, you know, uh, heinously, ate their, you know, hearts in different little parts, livers in little parts of their body. Like, motherfucker fried it on the pan like he was making steak. Yeah. Oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. <clears throat> and um, so so uh, there's a lot of that. Here's my thing, though. I get it. We're in a state where everybody's like, I don't want to see the torture porn. I don't want to see the slavery stuff. I don't want to see the people being hurt and killed and murdered and all that shit. I get it. But it is a reality of where we are, right? And it's also a fascination of like forget helter skelter i remember that being the one thing i was scared of the most in the 70s you know but when they came out with a documentary i'm the first person to go see it you know what i mean like there's still that that desire to 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 i don't you know what i mean to I mean, understand to, 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 yeah. to try to understand what was going on yeah because it's so foreign but you still go but you're human so i need to try to is there something that i can kind of just it's the, the the puzzle of it we don't want to deal with. We want to try to at least put some puzzle pieces together. Look, I agree with you about like a lot of stuff, but my thing is is that like motherfuckers watched 
and made Dexter a huge sensation. Completely. Nobody so was complaining no, like no this. No one complaining about shit. Yeah, it was but, a different so, time. But 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 they, then they brought it back. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they is that the audience has told Hollywood or told the entertainment manufacturers, we love to see the humanity in the vial. Yeah. All right. So let's just let's just let's just let's do it for real. Because even watching that show, that Fincher show. Um, Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of kind of making those guys seem human when they went to interview them right. to find out what's going on. And it's like, yeah, those guys have to have a charm, some like extraordinary level of charm to be able to do what they did. Sure. You know, and I think that's really Here's here's the last thing I'll say about it. I watched all of them, right? So the first one it really puts you like in the room where it happened, the room where it happened. You know what I mean? It puts you in the room. So it, it brought me back. Thank God I was one of the lucky people who never had a one night stand before. One of the few. Shut up, Mac. Mac. Is it, what is it again? Mac. Maca. That's Maca. what I said. <laughs> um, because. I kept thinking about how many times you'd meet somebody at the bar back in the 80s, 90s, whatever, when I was in the club, and they would be like, hey, what are you doing? Let's go home, whatever. And I'd be like, mm. And here's where they would blow it. Now, you guys know I don't drink or smoke or do drugs. So as soon as I saw you light up, as soon as we got outside, I'm like, nope, that ain't going to work. Because I can't stand the smell of that shit. I don't want no alcohol in my smell. Like, I'm just a weirdo like that. And so I probably saved myself so many times from situations For sure. just because of that. For now, sure. So we get to the house. He takes, he takes this kid home. And the kid is like, something ain't right. You know, spidey senses and shit. Mm. And the kid's like, you know what? I think I probably need to go. And he's like, no, stay. You know, oh, I think I need to go. And he's like, stay. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, uh... And I'm sitting there going, okay, I see all kind of weapons around this house. I would have been knocked this motherfucker. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just like, he, he, oh, he eventually pulls out a knife on him and stuff and, like, forces him not to do whatever. But I was like, even a knife. There's, like, that, that thing on the table. There's a, I was yeah. like, we would be fighting. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I know that I know that's just something we all say. Like, black people are like, if I was in slavery, it's the same theory. You know what I mean? And I get it. But seriously, <laughs> we would be fighting. And, I, and, and it drew me in in that kind of way. I was like, man, just remembering the fear that we had in the clubs at the time about who else was Dahmer. You know right. what I mean? Who else was in that world? And here's the last thing I want to say. So Paris, Paris probably directed two episodes, number six and the final. Number six episode was... A, a, an episode I'd never seen in my entire life. Imagine Pose, the series, with a bunch of gay kids. They're all, well, they're all in their probably early 20s, late 18s. <clears throat> and they're all deaf. So they're all speaking in sign language. They were at the club. We meet the main guy who was going to be dating Dahmer. Okay. Dahmer wanted to take him home to kill him. Mm-hmm. But the kid is like, we need to we need you need to get to really know me before I go home with you. And he never had a challenge before. So Dahmer starts falling in love with this boy, right? So what happens is this. We first meet this kid, he's at the club, he's dancing, he sees this hot little boy, they start dancing with each other, and they eventually the guy realizes he's deaf and he's like, Oh, 
thank you, my friend's over there, gotta go, right? So then they show them later on at the club, and, and they're speaking in sign language, him and his three friends who all are, you know, are deaf. And I've never seen this before in my life. You would like this. Silence. People are talking. All you hear is silence. Beautiful panning. And they're going in, bitch, blah, 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 in sign language. Mm-hmm. Oh, that bitch wanted you to suck his dick. Like, in sign language. In silence. It was beautiful. That sounds pretty awesome. It was beautiful. I was like, oh, there's Paris again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to think about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a scene like that before in my entire life. That's pretty awesome. That's you very know, interesting. Where they're sure. having a conversation like we had just came, came from the club, mm-hmm. but it's and they're in sign language talking about the girl you saw or whatever it is you're into. You know, so just I've never seen, I was just like, holy, cr-. he's gonna be nominated for that scene. Do you know what yeah, I mean? For sure, dope. So for sure, for that alone, I was enjoying it. It is very torturey. Every freaking episode, there's something you don't want to see. So I'm not gonna take it away from that at all. Um, I agree with, with, with a lot of people who don't like to see that stuff. I get it. It's not for you. you know. But there's other things for other people, and some people like to watch that stuff. you know. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like you know it's like a horror movie to a degree. I mean, yeah. look, again, it's like Saw and, mm-hmm. and, and all those things kind of like put a level of torture porn into the damn um, the, 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 the space, the entertainment space that hadn't existed before. <coughs> um, so it's just like I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's this thing. I'm I'm For just sure. I'm just kind of shocked that people are so shocked. It's just like, don't you remember that this happened? This is not f- fake, right. you know. Right. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's that's, 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 that's <laughs> all I want to get no, into. That's that's what's up. Y'all yeah. see, that's what we call the rant room, Alex and Maka. That's what we do. You guys are here, yeah. and you guys didn't <laughs> chime in. I'm disappointed because <laughs> um, they didn't see it with the little young answers. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I believe that. Uh, Changing everybody, everybody yes. should everybody should live good. You know, <laughs> you know, all lives all lives matters. That's my philosophy. Oh <laughs> of course, black people's lives matters. That's that's uh, without to be said. That, that's you know, everybody's lives matter. Kanye just wants some attention. Yeah, totally. I didn't see Dahmer, uh, but with all this pandemic crazies out here nowadays, mm-hmm. I think people should be like just aware of everything yeah. you know because that could bet definitely it's probably happening right now and can could be happening again you know yeah so but they were they were talking about why in this in this particularly in this in the 70s and 80s that there were so many serial killers back then and they finally started building all the interstates so there was like people could it was the first time where you could like excuse my phrase kill somebody put them in the back of your trunk and take them 300 miles away and you know the, the, it wasn't like that before yeah. apparently yeah you know yeah that's true that's a good point a lot, a lot of things people aren't don't think about in an interesting way um, all those um, we call them the uh, milk carton babies milk carton yeah, milk, all, yeah. Those, all those faces on milk yeah. cartons from that, era. that was a big thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they even do that anymore I feel like going back to the horror genre or this movie like in that era you have like all those like really good horror movies because the I mean that atmosphere you know like I mean like growing up and you see like faces like missing children and stuff mm-hmm. like that's just brings like a certain level of scariness to like just real life you yeah. know what I mean it's like whoa like I better get home before the you know before the lights come on and stuff <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. so th- like when you're living in that environment 
you know. Yeah, like, but what what kid is out today? When we were kids, yeah, and I'm assuming you guys are are close enough to where we are, is is when I was I was telling somebody just the other day when I was a kid. You could not walk down any street or drive without seeing kids in the middle of the street playing football, baseball, tag, riding their bikes, not a fucking helmet, skateboard. Everybody was in the street. You drive down the street, you don't ever see not one kid anywhere. Everybody's inside. Nobody's out. I definitely don't see kids on like bikes and skateboards. You don't and see like it playing anywhere. Like baseball and yeah. football and running around. I mean, like what maybe. Did, what did you do? Car. And then everybody would move. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, you know. Like, well, you know, like now when you're driving, you don't. I mean, look, look. I see that sign that says "kids playing." You know, mm-hmm. I never see kids playing. Never. I never Ever. see yeah, kids playing. So yeah. it's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. That's sure. wild. Um, so let's jump in to these characters. Um, let's talk about how you both found your ways out to LA. So Alex, you start first, but you know. Okay, actually, I'll just keep it short. Uh, I'm I'm originally from Shaker Heights, it's a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I was always interested in art. Uh, growing up, like my two older brothers, they were interested in film, and uh, I grew up around a lot of comic books. I used to like copy and draw pictures out of comic books mm-hmm. as uh, like my intro into art, and uh, <coughs> my brothers. When I graduated from high school, I had a summer job at a pharmaceutical company. My brothers were working uh, on their first film in L.A., Mm -hmm. and I uh, sent them some money to help with the production. And then this was the pre-production still. And then when they started to actually film the movie, I was like, man, what are y'all doing with my money? So I flew out there (laughs) to see what it was like. But I was actually in art school at the time. Mm And uh, and everybody was I was showing people like some of my like, oh man you're pretty good they're like have you heard of the art center and mm-hmm. it's a school in Pasadena so I uh, went out to uh, Pasadena I liked the school and uh, I applied there and got admitted and mm-hmm. that's kind of oh that's what brought you out that's that's what brought me okay. out here yeah so my brothers kind of dragged me out here because uh, mm-hmm. of movies and right. films and stuff like that yeah so you came out here more as an artist. And eventually moved because I know you love you're a great DP and you have a really good eye. So are you you did that eventually come later? That came yeah that came later. Um, uh, well, this is a, it's, that's actually a good question because uh, the first jobs I had out here were like actually like doing like animation. I worked on a uh, Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. and then um, I worked on some projects. Uh, and actually, the real world kind of shut down the um, the whole animation thing because it was, I guess, like less expensive and like easier to make like real world episodes than it was to do like hand drawn animation. Mm-hmm. So I started transitioning into video games, which is really what I wanted to do uh, when I was a kid. Anyway, I mm-hmm. like love video games. Like, oh man, it'd be so cool to make a video game, but it just seemed like so far away. Like I didn't even have no idea of like how to even get started and something right, like yeah. that. But I was in like computer graphics, and um, so. Uh, I lucked out and got a job at Universal, and uh, I became a lead artist at Universal Interactive, and, and we worked on like so many like iconic um, titles and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think that like that was a very important uh, opportunity in my career because I really learned like the formula. I was just telling Chris this as, as well. Like I learned a formula that like 
that I knew like producers at Universal would like sign off on. Mm. Like it has to be at this particular level. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like after um, after having worked there and having that experience, I, like I knew like what like what was what would work like commercially like at a big international like respected company, mm-hmm. and like so everything that like I've worked on after that. I've always brought like that eye uh, and like that, f- like those that criteria with me. Like if, I, if I'm developing something, like I know, like, like is this gonna sell? Like, what is like, will Universal like buy off on this? Mm. Yeah, because so, I think that's important for a lot of people to kind of like think about and understand is that you can be creating stuff in your vacuum or you know whatever it is, you, and it, and it all can be valid. Sure. But the question is, are the it's a distinction between what is commercial art and what is like potentially fine art, right. you know? And fine art, there's usually a, like a specific taste that may or may not that you may or may not hit, you know. Commercial art, it's it's, it's a it's like he said, it's a formula that that you know that you that, that you can you can develop that skill set and hit it constantly, right. you know. I think that has to work a lot with what we do as writers because there's stories that you know how do I tell this that's you know I mean th- think about when we're writing I don't hijack you for a second but just for a second think about if you're writing a script a lot of times I, what the thing I say to people when you're writing is where do you think this lives mm-hmm. do you think it lives on on a streamer do you think it lives on broadcast do you think it lives on on you know like pay cable do you think it leaves on free cable mm-hmm. because that helps you determine the, you know, like the like the nuance that you're gonna the be tone, doing the everything. tone like everything mm-hmm. like what type of characters you're gonna do like what kind of like things you can show right. you know so it's interesting so keep going uh, I like what you said let me just pick, uh, piggyback on that I like what you said in terms of there being like a commercial and a fine art application of like creativity because I, I for like the vast majority of my life I've been doing like commercial properties right. like you know what I mean um so this like so we're here right now talking about a short film that we created called two to tango and we'll get into that a little bit later but this was like my first real uh art i would say artistic venture fine art venture um because everything i've been doing is like kind of on a creative like i said coming from a creative background so this was an interesting journey and it's still like in my mind like I have to kind of like like uh unshackle like certain uh like beliefs that I have because like when you do something like in fine art it doesn't have to like live up to the same expectations um that like a commercial product would have to have for for example um it can be abstract it can can be be abstract yeah Yeah, and and that can be okay you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like a fine art like it's it's the concept more is is definitely more important than the execution but like in commercial art the execution is very important because it's like it's just something that somebody can ding you on you know if something's dirty right there Mm -hmm. or a fingerprint right there (laughs) you know i mean like what is that you know what i mean so like you have to make sure like the craftsmanship is like his hitting on a certain level but like Mm -hmm. you can like you see like photography all the time where like where, where if it's artistic and maybe they leave like some of like the you see some of like the actual like um the frame of like the film gate or something like that you know you see like those artifacts that are left behind mm-hmm. and like and that's and like even in commercial art that's kind of like has seeped in because it makes it look like more artsy or whatever but like like 
if you're like doing like straight up like fine art, I mean, if you're doing like straight, like straight up commercial art, they might want you like to crop that out. You know, like we like we need as much real estate as we can get, so all that edge stuff has got to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like an art, like a fine art thing, it's like no, that's part of like the process. So um, I just want to interrupt you again. This is something interesting that reminded me about there's the parameter you're talking about. I'm some there's somebody the other day who'd mentioned in the last twenty years Korean cinema. Has mm-hmm. been like some of the greatest cinema we've seen. Like, like I agree. You know, how come it's taken yeah. over in a certain way? And the well, guy was like, parasite opened that door. Uh, yeah. So yeah. You know, but yeah. the thing, but you know, this guy was like, oh, it's because they let their characters like like run in ways that we don't ever hear. Mm. And and I agree with that. But I think that more importantly, is that Korean films don't stay in a tonal box based on the genre that you're dealing with okay right and and because then it's like oh it could be more like life like my horror film can have some humor in a scene mm-hmm. or, or or bits of it and not be like a comedy horror you know it right. can still be like really edgy but that because that's how life kind of like you know like unravels you know and, and that's yeah. what i think allows their projects to to expand in a certain way i think it has a lot to do with what he's saying about like commercial art and fine art is that you don't Commercial art is is very rigorous about what it's trying to say, and then fine art is like is like conceptually like the, if you think about the concept of parasite, oh like this is a it's about a family that's dealing with like this this financial struggle, mm-hmm. like like you can almost see that film in America, you know and what it is, and it's not gonna have the kind of like. The, the funny turns in there or the weird kind of turns in it that make you go whoa that make mm-hmm. you remember it because it's like hey if, if we're telling this type of story about the, the uh, like like a class struggle the then the, the we gotta stay within these zones you know mm-hmm. so I, I, I think that's what's kind of interesting about what he's talking about the differences but uh, but it makes it harder to sell yeah. you know because Parasite was doing well overseas before it came over here you know they're like okay now we need to bring it over here just test the water so mm-hmm. Anyway, back to what you're saying. Okay, so just looping back into the to the tango, to the tango, and I'm gonna loop you in in a second, Maka. To the tango is definitely not a commercially uh, or a product that I was trying to sell. You know, it was a more experimental. Yeah, it feels film. like an art piece. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, artsy and yeah. experimental, and I was trying to evoke a, evoke a mood in terms of the photography as well as. Um, like you know, reference some uh, some ideas that were just kind of like bouncing around in my head, and I I I just kind of uh, uh, going back to the comic books and drawing. I just sat down and um, and just started sketching up some uh, a blueprint for how the movie was gonna go. Okay. I didn't write a script. Okay, so I I worked on a lot of film uh, and, and television product uh, projects. And uh, he, wor- he worked on the show with us. I worked Take with you her. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I've done a ton of music videos as well. Uh, I've done a lot of commercial stuff, uh, interviews. I, I work. I work with LG recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always thinking, like, in terms of like how how to put together a project like that. Um, and Maka and I met uh, in the music space, actually. Yes. Yeah, Maka Maka is a uh, uh, rapper turned uh, actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let him tell a little bit. Where, where you from? Where you from? I'm. I was born in Oakland, California, and I was raised in Inglewood. 
So all around California native, I moved to LA. Yeah, when I was yeah, nine. yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm from East Palo Alto. So oh, nice. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very familiar with LA for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we we met uh, in in. We met in yes, 2017. Uh, we actually met at this venue called the Viper Room. Oh yeah, and is that uh, still there? I heard they were closing. The Viper, I believe the Viper is still there, but I believe they might be like trying to sell it or close it yeah, down. There's or something something like, like yeah, that. something's yeah. going on there. Yeah, but it's <laughs> definitely not like what it used to be. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And um, what band would you go on to see that night? Uh, a friend of mine. Her name is Alara. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a musician from Russia, and she was um, performing there. It might have been her first performance, actually. I think it was her first performance, yes. actually. Yeah, yes. it was her first time performing there. And um, I believe <laughs> there was like, it's, it's two floors. It's like on the upstairs, it's like a big right. stage, and then downstairs, like a smaller stage. And I believe that like Maka and I were talking, mm-hmm. we met downstairs downstairs yeah you're like we're the only two brothers with leather jackets on ain't we yeah for sure (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah i was like okay like let me let me just ask you maka so you 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 were born in the bay you you lived in inglewood is that what it was correct what's your your story with how you got into the arts and rapping and all that stuff like that what's that i was born an artist i i can remember being (laughs) today so confident I can remember being like He don't know I'm going to put him on the spot And be like give me some bars And he ain't going to be able to do it right? (laughs) (laughs) I can remember being as young as like 7 years old um, Imitating Dracula Michael Jackson James Brown Mm -hmm. Um, I even like In my own way rewrote like the Scorpion King So (laughs) (laughs) um, So I've always been Very creative and very imaginative, um, Imaginative all sorts, um, and I began songwriting when I was in f- when I was fourteen, and from there, I was in band class, and this is how I got into acting. Mm-hmm. I got into, I was in band class, and um, during that time, I was actually like I was a junior. And I wasn't doing too well in band class. I, I, I love music, however, reading the music is a whole different story. I was playing the baritone. And Basically a D student. I, I know, I got you. Yeah, and, and I needed I needed to pass a class in order to like start this second semester on like a very strong vibe. Therefore, I switched my elective to theater, drama, theater, arts, and that's where I found the connection to the stage and performing arts and acting and um, I've been professionally acting for six seven years now mm. okay it's been fun really fun I also uh, when I was in high school was in the uh, <clears throat> involved in the theater a little bit but more of the behind the scenes I, can, I, I, I helped do uh, the lighting and like some st- like uh, making props and stuff like that. Stuff's important. It is important, yeah. See, I find it interesting. I always find people, like, when I was in high school, I found drama class, uh, like, somehow, I I don't say scary, but, like, somehow, like, something something odd about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I loved 
the theater. Mm-hmm. Like I love the, the the process of going. I, I love that moment of like like that high degree of suspending disbelief to watch like a stage production you know because it requires like a different kind of commitment from the audience to like watch it and believe it and be like you know and th- I, I had already done about 10 or 15 shows before I got into high school really yeah because I remember I was at the children's yeah, yeah, yeah. first yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's the thing but see think about it right this is this is the thing that you know and, and you can speak of this is what I want to bring this up you know what it means to like to deliver that kind of like emotional connection with the audience sure. that's so much higher because I don't have all this other stuff around me. You know, I don't have the, it's just like me and the stage and the song and 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 some clothing. Right. That's it, right? Yeah. It, Sometimes it's just a black box. Yeah. So yeah. You know, so it's just yeah. Sometimes it's just the stage and mm-hmm. me, and then you know, I'm not even talking about like props. And it's like, and there's a level that you got to be like. Um, as a, uh, as a some sort of performance confidence you gotta have, yeah. you know, to do that. Well, it's interesting that you like kind of focus. Like, it's a, yeah, yeah. That you recognize that maca like like as a kid, like oh, I don't want to be playing baritone. I want to like see be here instead. Like you know, like the spotlight is on me. Yes, to a degree. <laughs> he said that so confidently. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well say yes, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how it is. Go ahead, Michael. What are you saying? You weren't saying anything. Oh, so, I'm not, I'm so, not. so, so, okay. So, 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 so back to so back to the Viper Room. So you guys met there, and you got. I, I noticed a project you guys did called um, called Minute to Midnight. So, so Wait, what was that about? Yeah, what's, what's that about? <coughs> uh, minute to Midnight. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead, break it down, break it down, break it down. Minute to Midnight is a single uh, from another artist from India and New Jersey based uh, who go by the name of Kavrav. Uh, we actually met at the Viper Room as well, and we collaborated on an EP called Umbra. And on that EP is a um, it's a record titled minute to midnight very strong melodies a very strong harmony I like beautiful title, song yeah. Yeah. and um we we film we decide after the release after the success of the streaming and all sorts we decided to shoot a music video for that and i called my guy alex and alex came through and we made magic we made magic yeah so uh, i heard the song and I like the song. Like, if it's important for me to like the song. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I'll just be real. Like, I feel like if you're working on something, you want to be able to, like, be proud of, like, all aspects of it, you know? So if you don't like the song, I, I'm not, I don't want to do anything where it's, I don't like the, the, the there's, property. There's another aspect to it. Playback playback yeah you do not want to hear that song over and over if you don't like it oh. yeah, true. yeah you're sitting on set all day Horrible. hearing the song yeah <laughs> so I, I i actually had like a cinematic idea for minute to midnight i i, I just i was like you know it'd be cool like if they were in a casino and they were like they're again they're trying to beat the house to get some girls mm. and uh so uh it's actually it's funny because lara <laughs> lara was my uh assistant on the project mm-hmm. and uh we converted um we converted a little 
apartment space into a underground casino. Really? Yeah, that's good. yeah it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, we shot it in. Uh, anim- you're, you're good at art department too, though. So. Oh yeah, I, I love art department. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about that. So I, 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 uh, we shot an anamorphic. I had just got some anamorphic gla- um, uh, glass, so mm-hmm. I was like, I definitely wanted to try it out, and I felt like. I want to try it on something like a little more artistic than on like a commercial shoot. You know what I'm saying? That's an experiment. So I was like a production experiment. So I was like a minute to midnight will be a, a great, uh, a great project to use that on. And so uh, the rest was, we, we, the rest was uh, magic, man. We got together and um, we worked on that project and like the, the collaboration was very successful yes. and we were looking for, we were just waiting for uh, something else to come our way mm-hmm. um, that we could collaborate on. And I, I, I used him, actually, I took a class at UCLA, um, lighting, uh, lighting for Emotional Impact. That's good. And um, it was a great class. Uh, I like lighting. You know, a lot of people would, like, do, like, naturalistic lighting mm-hmm. and, you know, want to just, like, roll with, like, whatever type of lighting is there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very into, like, lighting there's there's a great not to jump but there's a great shot in to the tango where i think you finally walk up to the girl and you see your shadow very very hitchhawk yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah shadow creeps yeah, in it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty yeah yeah thank you thank you <laughs> thank you um so i seen you yeah you seen too. yeah you seen it you saw yeah you watched it <laughs> so um i uh i I, I hit up Maka for like all the pro like because we had practical assignments, mm-hmm. so I just started hitting Maka up. Uh, I had done some other stuff for Maka, like when he had to do some readings and stuff. He kind of fell through, and like you know, we just shot that stuff and self so, tapes. You know what you do the self yeah, self tapes. So we're kind of building like a uh, some chemistry in terms of like just like working together, mm-hmm. and then so and then we did some more stuff for um for the UCLA extensions class, and like everybody was loving that. They were loving that. So. Uh, when it came time for uh, to the tango, I was like, Maka was just like at the top of the list, and I was like, I just got to get a girl now that can just like kind of um, uh, fill in, you know, that, that can match him, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll say this about about um, the 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 work, you know, the the collaboration, the people response. It's like you know, you know, like people need to realize that. The work you do is is never just you, even though you know like you have a vision to it. You know, I think it's it's I, I think it's one of the things that people kind of get upset about when they particularly when they're, when they're writing on a TV show. Mm-hmm. People you hear about this a lot is mm-hmm. that you know I wrote this thing and I got rewritten a lot. <laughs> you know, and I'm just kind of like, but you know, but you know, it doesn't matter. It's not your vision. It's, it's not your vision. Yeah. You know, you're not the showrunner. It's not even if you're the showrunner because because the showrunner gets overruled from time to time. Mm-hmm. But in other words, it's you know so you you have to you have to be that team player, and once you become like known as like a good team player, you know that's when you like begin to to excel with your work. Because people will call on you like, oh, remember we worked with so and so, you know, like like you know because like I remember when he was doing the, 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 the assignment stuff and you know and Maka would be showing up in the video clips and mm-hmm. uh, and and I'd watch him in the light and like doing some of the acting, you know. And it was funny because like every, every, I remember when they were doing one day, I said, Hey man, do you know what you need to do? I like I gave like just a little bit of direction, like a couple of little scenes just mm-hmm. to kinda like help him with his performance on camera. Because I think one of the tough difficult things about performing on camera is performing naturalistically right. when you do when you don't have to speak 
but you but 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 you gotta express something yeah. in your body language, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah. just, it was just, it was because you're thinking I'm a zombie. Yeah, I do this as it's opposed like, to so just being yeah. in the focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know. So, okay, so that's interesting because <laughs> Maka invited me to a show one time, and I'm the type of person like, like I understand the art gods. You know, it's like to make the art gods happy, you got to support all their creations. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when artists, like, if they're performing or they're having an exhibition or whatever they're doing, I go to it, you know? And I go, like, with open arms and an open heart and an open mind and just, like, I'm not judgmental. Everybody's at, I wouldn't even say everybody's at different, like, like levels. I just think that, like, art is, like, hitting in different frequencies. Sure. And so people tap in at different levels and then they manifest like at the at the frequency they're tapped into. So like I I support everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In, in turn in in thinking that uh when I do something the people support me and re, in in uh, and reciprocate. Right, right. So Maka did a show at uh it was like in downtown LA and I don't even like downtown LA. <laughs> 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 I was like it's dangerous down here and stuff. I was I like I don't go I, down Yeah, down I, 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 pl- I can't I was like let me take the jewelry off. <laughs> <laughs> watch off necklaces off I was like okay and I'm ready to go up in there and uh, I was nervous because I, I never saw him perform before so every time you see like somebody perform you're like alright what's, what's going like right. are they going to kill it or he crushed it and I was like dang thank you thank <laughs> yeah, you yeah he totally crushed it and actually that night like the energy was so high like a girl took a picture and it was like it's an iconic picture yeah, actually of like sure. me and him yeah it, it, still, it still sticks around to this day yeah, still, yeah it does it does <laughs> So um, that's why, like, I had I, I that was when I, it crossed my mind when I started like envisioning to the tango. I was like, "Boom, Maka's gonna be good for this." Um, I had um, the basic. By, by the way, for those who don't know, to the tango is a horror short film. Yes, a horror short film. <laughs> yes, a horror short about uh, to the tango is a, is a horror short film, and uh, it's basically about. Uh, well, I can see it to be about interracial relationships, but it hits on like two different levels because it's it supports interracial relationships because I'm a Libra and I love love and so like <laughs> any type of love like I'm down with, you know what I mean? His it's name to, is Alex. It's hard to find <laughs> love. He's a Libra. <laughs> I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your son? <laughs> hey, girl. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, so it's that. So, but also too. There's like a thing like in the black community where it's like, you know, like a lot of women are like, oh, you know, black guys are just going like crazy after white girls. Yeah. So like in the story. My husband's white. Trust me. I go okay. through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the, it, it hits. It, it, I, 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 uh, I never show Maka's face directly because I want for him to he's just a symbol of like uh, he's a he's just like a vessel. And then he gets a, he puts a mask on. With dreads, but we don't think he's black. I see. I mean, no, it's not necessarily about black. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's just he could be any black guy. You know what I'm saying? So well, it's yeah. not like you know, his, like his. It's not necessarily specifically about like his face. And I then he, and, that makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, you know, so then and then he gets the mask when you, when you finally are able to see him. You know, in the his face, he's wearing a mask. He's, he's uh, at that point, he's like being, um, you know, you're Tra- fully transforming. Um, transformed. Yeah. After I read a message in a bottle yeah. <laughs> you have to see, a, to see the actual to see film, the film to yeah. Yeah. get the message so, in a bottle yeah the message so there, there, yeah the message there's a 
Well, the the idea stemmed from uh, I was talking to I, I met a, a Russian guy. He's like a Russian art di- uh, film. Uh, he's a film buff, and he's like he has an art collective in uh, St. Petersburg. And uh, we we connected on on the internet, and we're just you know talking about like film and stuff like that. And somehow I told him I was in. Uh, he messaged me, and I was like, I'm in. Uh, at the time, I was in Rosarito, and I had got like um some. They, you know, they, in uh, Mexico they sell the uh, soda bottles. You know, right. comes in a bottle, and I was just, and then we started talking about the bottle, and he was like, yeah, he said, yeah, you know, I said, man, a bottle tastes better. It's funny that the formula for Coke tastes better in Mexico than <laughs> it does in the United States. So like, you know, and he was saying, you know, he said, I he believe made, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was because I think they, because they use cane sugar down there, right? They don't use the the corn syrup in Mexico. Oh, that's probably uh, y- yeah, yeah. There's something about like the way it um. Uh, it's like whatever. Like it's just that there's not. There's, yeah, there's not the, the corn syrup. It's whatever. Yancey says a damn thing about putting <laughs> putting high fructose corn syrup in everything. Says it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, it's cheaper and it's yeah. to, to our detriment. Um, but down there, I think they might they might even have cane sugar that's grown, so it might be subsidized. I mean, there could be all these sorts of things. But but that's why it tastes differently. Just to let everyone know, there will be a link for Two to Tango in the show notes, okay, so yeah. you can. And watch if you want to check it out while we're talking, you can go to uh, YouTube and just search up. Uh, if you type in Two T W O Two T O Tango T A N G O, and then just put a uh, horror short uh, in search, and it's like right up there, it'll just pop right up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I will begin uh, passing the message in the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I started thinking about the bottle. So the bottle started like was the first uh, story idea. I was like, you know, it'd be cool, like a message in a bottle, but not like uh, a regular message in a bottle, like a spooky message in a bottle. And then I just. Uh, What's the theory about passing the duchy? What's that? Supposed to pass it on the left hand side. <laughs> so uh, that I, I thought, like a message in a bottle, is kind of like a very uh, iconic um, story element that everybody's familiar with. Right. So I was like, okay, I start, I start with there, you know, I'll start there, and I was like, okay, so it's like when they, un- then I was like thinking like genies. I love stuff like magic and like uh supernatural things mm-hmm. and like so i was like okay it's like almost like a message and like a like you know you, you know you know like that little sound you know it's key you know so like uh it was, it was funny that when we actually on the day when we filmed it like the actual i don't know if it was the humidity or whatever but like the sound of the bot the cork coming out of the bottle was like it really so, popped yeah it really popped I was like a Yes, yeah, 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 I didn't enhance that. Like that yeah. was the real sound. So. Oh, I thought you did it in a post or something. No, that's like that's what was amazing. Like uh, that's what, another reason I like working with Mike. He said, "Hit pause real quick." Is that like somehow when we collaborate, like the collaborative energy is just like so many things happen um, that I feel like the universe is just like blessing us. You know, it's like the power of the ancestors or mm-hmm. something For because sure. it's like all these unseen hands For just sure. like start happening, like just start. Um, like making the production let me, let me interject you right quick I'm glad you're touching on this because Chris and I you know we've, we've done a lot of films mm-hmm. and some of them we work with people we probably would never work with the kid oh well um, I don't want to name names but what I'm saying to that is uh, <laughs> the chemistry I can see the chemistry you guys have and, and I'm going to give you some kudos right quick Alex I've told this to Chris you're super easy to work with, you know? Thank you. You're always game. 
you have great ideas you don't need to tell you anything you just jump in and do the thing you know what i mean yeah and i can see already from your spirit you're like whatever you need you're the vessel you know yeah, what i mean yes. so yeah. i could see yeah with what you do when having a vessel is is a yeah. great thing it, uh, it, it was it was uh this one particular um moment while creating to the take to uh to the tango so we're filming at the beach on and a crowded at ass the, day too. At Look the at Santa you. Monica uh, <laughs> Beach. <laughs> and um, let's go down on a Friday in the middle yeah, of the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what they did. I was like, y'all know what we did. I mean, <laughs> it was like the, the worst day ever. Uh, and um, you know, Alex goes all in. He goes like guerrilla style, like one man band type yeah. of vibe. And I'm all for that. It was this moment where we were setting up the shot, and. He brings these gloves. I guess uh, we're printing <laughs> we're printing down the sandbags for stability. And during that process, Alex put on these <laughs> he put on these gloves and he brings out the equipment. But the way he was like putting the gloves, that's why I know it was like it's really we, we, we were we it's are, a real um, business happening right now. Yeah, we like, are really about like to shoot a movie. Gloves with like the fingers yeah, cut yeah, off yeah. or whatever. And he saw those gloves. I was like, it's time to kick some ass. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mortal Mortal comeback. The vibe changed as soon as the gloves went on. It was yeah, before that, it was like laughing and joking. As soon as the gloves came on, it was like, all right, we take a heads now. Okay, so going back to uh, just staying on the same topic, teamwork really does make the dream work, you know. And like I've worked on like a lot of um, productions, particularly like I mean at Universal, I was a lead artist, and I mm -hmm. I work with like all. That's why I really learned like you got to drop everything, you got to drop your ego, you got to just you just gotta like go with it, you know what I mean? Because I was just telling Chris, I was like, some I would work sometimes like on a character design for like three weeks. Mm. And I feel like this character is so dope. Like I can't wait for this to see how this like it just like even populates in a game or whatever. And they be like, you know what? We scratched that whole scene and we're just gone. <laughs> so like I learned a lot. Like in terms of like you're like cool. I'm gonna take that and yeah. put that over there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that too. But it, it's a uh, you know part of it is just um, like enjoying the process right. like when you read it's like that's a spiritual thing you know when people say like life is not like life is the journey you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. like i feel like that's like i learned that like the hard way uh through like earlier commercial jobs well i just want to say one thing you know i've said this before but not in a while but it was like i remember when i was really trying to like redevelop my voice as a writer and I was reading this interview in the Paris Review with August Wilson, and he and he had this great thing, and he was like, you, he's like, you are only owed the work, you're not owed anything else, you know. So 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 yeah. if you can't find the joy in the work and make the you know and make everyone excited to work with you, mm -hmm. then it's not for you actually, mm -hmm. because you're actually not gonna get where you want, you're not gonna attract the people that you want, and you're not gonna like get into that to that frame of mind to create the things that seem exciting and seem like fresh and you know like, like you were saying before earlier it's like you know, like like being easy to work with is about being um uh being open minded to the ideas that come at you like every day but you hit, you just hit on something that just resonated with me how many how many writers and filmmakers do we know who finish a project and because they finish and wrote Fade Out or finish it, think, well, it should be on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have an agent. 
Like there's so much entitlement to the process. I'm of dealing what with you're that right about. now. Right. I'm dealing you with that I mean? thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not with this project, another not project, with this project, but another project. But yeah, but yeah, this, you're right because this, I, I want to hear him talk about. Well, it. we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk. About, well, okay, well, I'll get that. I'll, I'll stick with that in a second. With no names, you have yeah, with no, no names. names. No, but I'll, I'll stick with that in a second. But because it's something that's interesting going on, and it's like it's right. causing a lot of strife between him and okay. somebody he was working with. But but it's not like we can't talk about it. But it's like the thing is is this right? You know. You have to like just be satisfied with the completion of something. Yes. Yes. Because yes. the thing that like people kind of don't realize is and you you hear about this a lot about people who don't follow their dreams and all this kind of stuff like this and stuck in these jobs and it's like, hey, guess what? You're not following your dream because you didn't finish the work that you were trying to do, you know? I bet that's at the heart of a lot of, of it. So I much bet. of it. Yeah. So much yeah. of it. It's like right now I'm reading this book that everybody should read. Mm-hmm. It's called um, uh, Discipl- Discipline is Destiny. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in the, in the show notes. Okay. And it's, it's this guy, Ryan Holiday. He's like does this thing called the, called the Daily Stoic. I started reading him about, couple, about, you know, about like a year or two ago. But he, uh, there's a chapter he was talking about 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 like getting up early, right? Mm-hmm. And he, and and in that chapter, all he talks about is my is is um is Tony Morrison, right? right? And he's like, when Tony Morrison was like 35, had two kids, like like young kids, and was an editor at Random House. She decided this is when I'm gonna be working on her first book, you know the thing called the, the bluest eye, right? And it's like she had to get up every morning and and work on this book. It took like five years, mm. but it was like, hey, let me do this. Let me because that's all I can do. I just keep working, I keep working. And she didn't give up. Right. And it's like, and it's so easy to give up if the only time you have to work is before the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wild. But the, but you know, I wanted. Um, Excuse me. Let's transition back to that yeah, like, but, teamwork piece. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, I'm familiar with the show, so I think a lot of people listening will find this to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're collaborating on something, and particularly if you're not getting paid, like, if you're not going through a, a commercial, <coughs> like, a, a commercial um, pipeline like in your production mm-hmm. you know it's like a, I got a cool idea and you got a cool idea and let's link up and make something happen um, you have to be very accommodating and you have to be open minded like you said you know just because something's done it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's it's over you know I mean it's not over until it's completed and like one thing I've learned particularly in this year is that just completing something is a major accomplishment because yeah. a lot of folks can't even finish stuff. They most most people do not finish things. Yeah, they can't finish things. Yeah. Like being a finisher in itself is like yeah. like that yeah. is dope. You know what I mean? Like be able to finish. Mm-hmm. So um, I and like I've worked on a couple of like underground things. I like doing underground stuff because you never really know what happens, and it's like a way to kind of like keep your skills fresh. Um, and well, I you, on, you think a little abstract and differently anyways i could see you working in that world you know if that makes sense yeah that's true but what i found is that like because i bounce back and forth between like new york and la Mm -hmm. uh, career-wise and england too in india and like i 
so people aren't necessarily like familiar with like the the wide scope of stuff that I've done. Right. So it's like, <clears throat> but every time I touch a camera, like it's gonna be gold. I'm not talking about. I'm not okay. saying. Put the lid on. Every time I touch a excuse me. Every time I touch a camera, like it's gonna be something golden because I'm not like tooting my own horn, but it's just the amount of years that mm -hmm. like you know I've been working at stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? And as an artist, it's like your hours like rack up. So it's like. And like in the beginning, you might draw like you drawing something like one out of every 100 drawings would be good. Right. And then after a while, it's like one out of every 10 drawings, you know, that, that and then every drawing you do is good. And then after that, you start moving into conceptual phase because like mm -hmm. all your drawings are good. And it's mm -hmm. like, how good are your ideas? Right. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like I've hit that level in terms of like whatever I like point a camera at, like I'm just going to like automatically like come up with some dope footage. Mm -hmm. And I've worked on like smaller projects. And like I've heard like people hit like say back to me like we look at all your footage and we can't believe every shot's in focus. <laughs> I mean, I'm like so I'm like, are these the people I'm competing against? Like people that can't even like keep a camera in focus? I'm like, you paid me, like how am I like what am I gonna look like turning in <laughs> shots that aren't even in focus? You know what I mean? But right. But uh, we had that problem on the ticker, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we worked with a girl, and she had a big old reel and all kind of um, resume credits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like she couldn't even keep a head in the center of the frame. And I'm Crazy. like, right. And she was on tripod, too. And I was like, uh, like sitting still, and you sitting can't still, see, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm like, and I'm like, got the camera on my shoulder and like following <laughs> action and still rocking with it. So, well, yeah, I, mean, I just want to interject. I mean, it's like here's the thing, right? It's like. This is, you know, if you get hired for a job, you have to, like, I mean, maybe it's my expectation, right? But, and, and, and a lot of times I feel like maybe I overestimate people. Um, is that, you know, or is this, what was this thing something I was reading the other day? People, people always overestimate their own skill. Sure. Um, which is true. But it's like, but, but, but it's, but it's kind of like, if I'm hiring you to be a camera operator, and you're selling yourself as that that you that you're a camera operator. I need you to know that I don't need to have to direct you off of, on everything. Like, hey, keep so and so in focus. Keep him like follow the action. Like that should be like you should know that the director right. shouldn't tell you. Like the cool the thing that cool camera operators do. Like I noticed this on Star Trek a lot. What they would do like is go to the director and suggest something. Mm. Hey, you know, it'd be cool if I did this. Like, why this is happening? What if we did this here? And he's like, "Oh yeah, that would be that would be cool." Mm -hmm. Or no, no, don't do that. Do this instead. Or, yeah. or it might just spark him and say, "Oh, that's cool." But what if we do this instead? Yeah, they but just sitting there quiet. Yeah, yeah. Even, then you're not you're not they're helping. Not even invested. They're not, they're not invested. They're yeah. not invested. And just, mm -hmm. and and if you and you know what, if you're working with anybody and you're getting paid, you got to be invested. Again, all your owed is the work. You know, like like the money is now bonus. It's yeah. like. Guess what? You fucked it up. I'm not. You're never gonna hire from me again. Yeah. Well, I look at that as like the art gods. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're blessed to be on, you know, in these areas and be like working with the creative spirit, like you got to be like tapped in. You can't just be like not like head in another place. You know, yeah. it's like you know you got to do your level best. You know, and like yeah, that's just me. So going back to I did I worked on I worked on some projects recently and it's it's been actually like a, like a, I would say like I wouldn't say in a row but like I've worked on three projects where I've had literally the same thing start to happen three different times because hmm. they were underground projects and I gave folks footage that was really good and then when they saw their idea really coming to life and looking like a real product you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying 
they ran with it and act like I wasn't like like I was just some camera operator or something like that. Mm. Even though it's like, hey, look, I'm giving you ideas of where to put the camera. I'm lighting. I'm even coming with like wardrobe and like blocking and other type of suggestions. Mm. So I mean, but I'm not like tripping saying I need all this credit because it's like teamwork makes the dream work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I'm bringing all my experiences here. I worked in fashion photography. I worked in the fashion industry itself. Mm-hmm. I'm an illustrator. Uh, you know, I, I worked in. Computer. How many jobs you got? Now? I worked I mean, a lot. You know, I'm not a lazy lima bean. <laughs> He's a real Jamaican at heart. Exactly. No, uh, but, but, but <laughs> he got 13 <laughs> jobs. <laughs> but like, but, but like, here's the thing, though, right? The thing is this: I told you this several times before, before, before Hilliard. Like, I'm always kind of like after doing a few things and doing things on like a on a on a like being on some. Like TV shows, mm-hmm. see, it's one thing if you go on a forty million dollar, fifty million dollar movie. Like, like, there's no way to compare what you're doing to that right. because it's just like you got fifty million dollars. You're yeah. shutting down five blocks down down in L.A. Right. Yeah. You got money, right? right? You bring an Oscar and a DP. Yeah. You got money, but you work on like a television show where everyone is like, you know, they're. Uh, they're talented they're more than serviceable and you see what the level of work that they're doing and then I go back and look at the work that I've done and, I, and I'm kind of like I shouldn't have the stuff that I have hmm. in terms of stuff that, that that could impress people and I and I chalk it up to it's like the persistence of vision and like convincing people do it just do this little one thing this way like yeah. I, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. when we were doing architects mm-hmm. there was that black guy who was the die grip you know in the, yeah. in the beginning yeah. and and and, that, and you know the opening shot where the camera's moving everything like that mm-hmm. he was saying why are we doing that shot right and i was kind of like <laughs> why are you you know what? We paid him we'll, no, no, to be the dollar guy. Do it's ridiculous. Don't question what we're doing. Right. You do what you what we're asking you to do because that's your job. But I realized it was like, and then he want to take forever to set the thing up. That was yeah, it took forever. But but the thing is, is that but the, the, I bring this back because it's like when you work on like these underground projects and people people are always going to assume this. Mm-hmm. They're going to assume that on an underground thing, I'm just going to get something that's serviceable. You know, and what and Alex has been able to bring a level of craft that yeah. far exceeds the the like 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 the projects like mm-hmm. design the budget of the project because yeah. part of what you can do if you have a persistence of vision is you can figure out how to make things look be- look like like look better with less. You yes. know, there's this exponential kind yeah. of like 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 input output yeah. thing, and mm-hmm. I feel that like what he's talking about is the projects he's worked on. He's worked on some stuff. These people didn't. They're, like they're not used to working with people who could give them good work, mm. and they and the, the mistake that people think all the time is, I need fifty million dollars to make something look good. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you, and and you honestly don't. You, don't. you need someone mm. who really who understands the, the foundation, the foundations, mm. and then can make it work with like limited stuff. And so he worked with stuff where people like got impressed by what they had because it exceeded their own expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but I'll give you an example. Some folks got like, literally like, I just cut together like two two days of footage mm-hmm. and they were like, this is our trailer. And they were going around town trying to shop it and mm-hmm. not even telling me. What? For real. I mean, it was lit footage, but I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Hmm. Like, so you're going to, you, you showing this, like, you like trying to actually like get like people to like buy into this whole thing. I'm like, we're not even done yet. I'm right. like, I'm like, 
wait like, until I didn't even color correct it yet. What are you doing? No, for real. Like, all that. All that. It was just, like, basically, like, just, like, Rec 709 on, like, the log footage. And it was, like, and I was, like, I just cut it together so they could see, like, what we got. And right. they were, like, they were, like, yo. I mean, I'm, so, but, like, <laughs> the th- Chris is absolutely right. But there's $50 million movies that look like crap, too. Sure. So. Here, here's what I'm hearing, though. Now that these things, see, here's the thing. I never, and you know me, I'm pretty even killed. Things don't upset me. And because I don't let it be like, that motherfucker did this, I'd be like, that motherfucker did that. What did I learn? Oh, now I know. What did I learn? What did I learn? I immediately go into that state. And maybe it's just maturity. I don't know what it is. But it's telling me that you have got to, when you work on something, we all are friends. Let's come together. It's, it's a fucking email. Hey, everybody, mm-hmm. let's all agree to blah, blah, blah. It's fucking simple. Yeah. You just got to put it, it out it, there, get the shit over with. Y'all need to do something too. Just be like, let's put it, if we do it, 50 50, whatever. Just say mm-hmm. it now so that it's in the universe before you even hit action. Mm-hmm. Get Record. it done. Yeah. Just get it done. It's just business. See, see, and, and, well, let me say two, two things. Like, I totally agree. The thing is, is that I, so, for some reason, People are, are, are uncomfortable making that request at the top of the show. It is so much easier to make that. Yep. Look, look, look. If it's uncomfortable to you then, when the footage is done and you guys have invested time on it, yep. it's it's exponentially <clears throat> more. I, I, I'll never forget this thing my brother and I did. One of the first things we did, this, this little video we did that, that, that got into Sundance. We shot this thing, and this guy came in to help. He was, he was a co-producer on it, and and he didn't think much of it when we were shooting it, but he, but he liked it. But the thing is, is that when it was done, he saw the footage and he was like, "Oh my fucking god!" And then he said to and and, and then he sent us a document after the fact. <laughs> I want to be the producer, a producer on this. Ooh, I want fifty, fifty, like fifty percent of this. And I'm saying to myself, that's pretty bold for him to ask at this point. Yeah. But it taught me something. Where I was like, okay, you got to like put those. You have to put those those ground rules down up front, because if you don't, then people are not gonna the the, the level of like, it's the ego like like starts getting in the way because people begin to take ownership of something or their contributions in this outsized like manner that is uh, that's un it's either unbecoming or or un or undeserved or whatever it is in terms of the project like words if you had those you know you know like those guidelines set up up front then there's no questions here's the thing alex um if this were uh uh, commercial thing like all those jobs you do fashion or, they give you a contract contract so just it's the same theory so it, you yeah. don't I, and, and th- I think the pause is well we're a bunch of friends coming together to do a thing right that still doesn't mean you can't go okay we need we'll come together work. and do this thing yeah. based on the conversation we had here are some bullet points. Yeah, I'm going to be the DP and the producer. You're going to be the... Bu- it's simple. It's simple. It's, it, because, it, it, you know why? Because the thing is, is that it clears away uncertainty. See, people always say, oh, don't do business with your friends or blah, 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 or friendships get destroyed over business, right. blah, blah, blah. 
That happens because 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 there's nothing written. There's down. nothing in front. There's yeah. I I and like it's a lesson I and learned. People change when they see success. Yes, that's it. Yes, yes. it's that part right there. Yes, as soon as they see that footage, it's like because in every I say it's the same thing, but like really in every uh, the three instances that I'm talking about, it's it's okay, like three is enough. No three, more. Yeah, three is enough. <laughs> no, it, three. It's like. When somebody gets grubalicious, <laughs> the level of ingenuity that they have, you know, to see a way to like, you know, to like to to cash in on that, like mm-hmm. that feeling is that's where the infinite ingenuity like really um, is manifesting like in every time. But like, OK, on to the tango, it was totally different because I, I feel like I, I started I started the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I came. It all started on paper first. Right. And that's why we were really able to execute it. Maka and I were able to, and uh, the other actress, Iris, we were able to execute so quickly. Um, and even like in at the beach, because we had the blueprint. Mm. Everything was like linked, everything was just like flowing like way before we even touched the beach. Sound like you worked out all the logistics, which is everything your job as a producer. Worked. Yeah, You're not well, just a filmmaker, you also have well, to produce. That, but, it, but, it, but it's like, but you know, because he has an illustration background, he mm-hmm. like drew out his storyboards okay. very much, you know, was, I think it was like maybe 12 or 13 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, I was like, it's all really good. I just, I and, 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 and it's my only note, I was like, I'm going to caution you mm-hmm. on the number of setups you're trying to do ah. during the day in the, in the, beach, the beach with <laughs> without any permits. Right. That's my only thing. I'm I, I'm not saying no dude. I'm not saying don't be ambitious. That's saying that's my Yeah, that's well, we my were caution. rock and roll and it was gorilla style. <laughs> rock and roll, gorilla style. One thing that I learned during this process of creating To The Tango is that the work begins before the production, like way be, even before the pre-production. Like it, that energy has to be out there and manifesting. Like that that energy has to like really be out there before the creation even start. Once the idea comes in, you act on it, and that's what that's what Alex did uh, prior to filming, and that's how it, we still are able to carry on. Yeah, and I feel like. He's absolutely right. Like in this project is like a really good example of that because it was definitely like if you're a, if you're a person that like pays attention to signs and mm-hmm. like you know the universe is talking to me type of yeah. stuff, it was like it was all over the place. I mean, we were just getting signs here and there. Like he even one day we even had a meeting and you know his uh his Instagram is wildfire maca. Oh yeah. And this guy was literally wearing a shirt that had like as soon as we linked up over in Larchmont, this guy like was right in front of us wearing a shirt that said wildfire on it. And I was like, damn, now that is so random. <laughs> I was like, it was just like stuff like that was happening. Yes. And like even in the movie there's a scene like when he walks up on the bottle and it's like there's like all these like um like uh vertical lines from the pier. And then like these uh, two girls walk in the background, like they cross the they cross in the background, and it feels like it was the just, extras are, yeah, they feel are, like are extras, background yeah, actors. Yeah, yeah, feel like yeah, like background actors that were like kind of direct because they they just cross like perfectly, you know. And we stuff like that was happening all yeah. day, and and we even started shooting, and there was a bunch of like homeless people under the pier, and like mm-hmm. a, a cop came, and he was like, "Look, you you guys can't shoot down here or whatever." He was like, he was like, "Not, I don't have a problem with you guys, but it's just that there's too many like." vagrants down here and they don't want that down at the pier and I was like come on man let's get a few shots so okay we'll get a few shots because you had sticks yeah 
That was why. Yeah. You could have gotten away with it if you didn't use sticks. Yeah. That yeah. that's usually where people get. That means you know using the tripod. tripod and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as you as soon as you pull that yeah, out, you put a tripod down and people start looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was cool <laughs> though. Uh, so he he let it slide, but I was worried in terms of like. I just like, followed you. Thank you. I followed you right back. I, I was just I was worried in terms of um just being able to m- like move through like all the shots that we had to do, mm-hmm. so like actually when that cop came, that was really like I, I felt like I maybe I was getting too invested in earlier shots, so like mm-hmm. he kind of like just made so me you say, had to pivot yeah I was like mm-hmm. and then I just okay now let's just, let's just get everything we can and there was another shot like also like it's in a bathroom and like mm-hmm. there's a bottle on the ground and like the the bottle was like in the light like there was a crack coming through the door and the bottle was like supposed to be in the light, you know, kind of illuminated by the light. Um, that's how the storyboard was, but like the actual take, the bottle had rolled out of the light, but that was the, kind of the best take mm. was like the one where the bottle was in the wrong place. Uh, so I, th- I, I would have so liked- So you caught it moving? I didn't catch it moving. Oh, no. I was say, when I, when I looked, that would have been great though. That would have been tight, yeah, no, it would have been tight. Yeah, it would have been tight. So there was like one, there was one shot that was like that that didn't hit like all the models of what I sketched out on the storyboards. But having like the storyboards, and actually I'd filmed at the beach, like I filmed a music video at the beach before, and I did a narrative piece at the beach as well. So mm-hmm. I I knew that like audio at the beach could be like very problematic. So I designed the story to actually function as like a silent film. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that's one of the things I enjoy about the film as well. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful story for sure. It's all you tableaus, all, tableaus, tableaus, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, to the Tango is definitely a beautiful story and you, you all should check it out. Um, one thing that stands out to me about this project is the fact that it's really based you can't tell what time what, what, what part of time and an era it's in because the music is pretty modern the styling is quite vintage so it, ha- so it has that balance and also it has like if any no speaking lines or no no um, yeah so i was thinking it's like yeah, it has a lot of body language yeah, yeah there's, body there's language. one good scream i guess yeah right? yeah yeah, <laughs> no, yeah i was gonna say yeah so I, I was um i was thinking is is this a silent film or is this nobody talking hmm. you know what i mean like i was like how can we get around like being able to like get audio at the beach so i was like okay i'm just gonna have one scream because it's like it's, it's october and it's a horror movie so i'm just like and I wanted something iconic, so I was like a girl screaming is like perfect. So there's one scream, but other than that, like all the dialogue is told through body language or uh, through the music that's playing, mm-hmm. through musical cues. So um, yes, yeah. So uh, that that was um. Uh, Let me ask you a quick question, Marker. Um So you said you've been acting for how long now? I've been professionally acting for six years. And. Um, you doing you doing theater? You doing you know you getting you getting some roles? Like what what are you doing the most? Do you have an agent? Like what are you what are you doing? I, I do have an agent, and um, I've worked with the American Ballet Theater back in 2019. I've mm-hmm. I've gone. Did you do ballet too? No, I do. I was actually a um, what do they call it? It's like a, a stand-in, mm-hmm. um, not quite ballet but I was definitely in it <laughs> and um, that was a pretty pretty interesting process and project because I got to see behind the scenes on what ballet 
dancers actually go through. We mm-hmm. perf- we performed like three nights in a row at the LA Music Center in downtown yeah. LA, and um, yeah, that was quite an experience. I've also worked on a ton of music videos, some bigger than others. Um, worked on short films, feature films. Here's what yeah, I'm asking you. A TV that, project that he can't talk about, he had to sign an NDA about, but uh, there is, he's, okay, he's that's got good. some work. Some but here's, here's where I'm going with this. I'm telling you, as we're in the middle of casting our big Amazon series right now, right? Wonderful. And, and it's sitting on this side of a giant network show, and I have say, is fascinating. So here's the thing that I've learned is this. Ben and I think alike in the sense of, he's my shorter, in the sense of we both come from theater, so we're always like, he's good, but he didn't do no theater. Like immediately, we both go there. There's a respect for people who are trained, and we get into this all the time. Why everybody always like all these British actors? Because the motherfuckers be coming in from trained theater. most of the time that doesn't mean that there aren't actors here who are trained I was one of them too I was trained here too but I can't tell you every single time I write a note I also include the fact and here's also why I like him this motherfucker was a Juilliard and he did blah blah you know what I mean I go through but a see, whole but see here's the thing about that right cause you know I do the work at the Beverly Hills Playhouse yep. the thing is is that and I know people who wanted to be actors who didn't want to do theater. Like, yeah. why didn't you do that? And I was like, there's the discipline that you have to fucking yeah. get on to be a successful. To, to, and to be successful theater actor, I, I'm not even talking about being like, you have to do the plays because the, the, most of the people who are at the playhouse don't want to be theater. There's not sure. a lot of theater. They're trying to get on to the the uh, um, the movies and TV right. and you know the, the the ethos that the teacher that Alan but they're being trained as a theater, theater actor, actor to do it yeah right yeah the the the, the, the ethos that, that Alan has is I want you to learn how to do scenes mm-hmm. from plays because if you can do a scene from a play and break it down and understand how it is and do the discipline and stuff like that and you understand the archetype because mm-hmm. the thing is is that Almost everything, you know, I, I, particularly in movies and television, I would say seventy percent of it is is like is arc is is archetype scenes. Yep. Yes. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. Blah blah blah. blah. It's those few scenes that like turn the piece. Like, oh shit, this is this is new. Right. That is the kind of stuff that that he was like. If if you if you the discipline to do it, when you get to the set, you can be the under five player right. that everyone fucking and is stand like stand out. Stand the fuck yep. out. Stand the fuck. Oh, that was you know, and and and, and it's like the ability. To not be like like uh, uh, um, intimidated by the machine of, of big production, yeah. mm. you know, is because you can rely on your training of like I'm able to focus and get past all this bullshit and everything like that. And it's like that's what um, that's what the, the the British system has lots of like drama schools that you go through. It's almost like a feeder thing, right? Mm-hmm. That if that if you happen to get in like Rada or something like that, you are probably look. You're definitely gonna get on like some British show because of the way it works. I mean, like like if you go back and just like say go back eight years on in and, and like and like look at some British shows mm-hmm. 
and look at the background people or the under fives or whatever right. it is and then you're gonna say okay now look at now and you're like oh they started way back there and now mm-hmm. they're up here and it's like and you must guess their first role or two right. and it's like oh because they came out of the program they fed into the thing mm-hmm. where they were used to like like being like the understudy per se or being background like in the theater thing and if you're there and you perform and, and you make everyone comfortable to work with then they just, you know then they're gonna, and, and you keep working on your craft they'll move you up mm-hmm. I guess where I was going with this just just to make you aware and, and to, to help you to keep growing Mm-hmm. is one of the things that I don't like about L.A. in particular is they have a lot of scene study classes. <clears throat> so a lot of actors go in and they take these scene study classes and they think they're ready to start into in a TV show or in a movie and stuff. And they haven't experienced kind of what we're talking about with the the repetition of of the night after night, mm-hmm. the 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 getting your body mm-hmm. ready for 7 o'clock that you don't have to do in any other way that you 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 know i have friends who are in hamilton and all these other shows the the you have to save your voice this for the night it's, all, it's, it's such all, a it's different all, it's all the discipline it's such a different thing than taking a couple scene study classes at such and such workshop it's not the same well yeah right. and here's, but here's <laughs> you know the thing I mean? too but the scene study workshop the scene study workshop is you're probably going to take a scene from a movie or a tv show that that, that you like that you chose and that is it's a short scene, you yeah. know, because as a writer, I'm not really trying to write more than two pages. So the scenes you get are not going to be more than two pages. Right. But if I, but hey, hey, if I want you to <clears> do <throat> the third act, you know, you, you know, like, like Act Three of fucking a fucking a fucking Gunnery Glen Ross, right. you know, that's a lot of memorization yeah. you got to do. That's work. That's that. That's real work. Yeah. That and the thing is, you, oh my god, I, just, I have to do all that just just to be under five. You come in and kill the under five. They're like, hey. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, mm-hmm. when we were casting, and it's not because it it's in the trailer. When we were doing season three of Star Trek, we knew that we wanted someone to be Jordy LaForge's daughter, mm. right? And so it's like the legacy of that. And this woman <laughs> came, and we went saw a bunch of women. The, the woman we chose, you know, the, the writers get to see all the casting. Terry mm-hmm. was like, "You guys take a look and, and tell me who you like, and I'll make the final decision." Right. Chose this woman who was good. She was really good. First couple episodes, she didn't have a lot. In this one episode, where she had to kind of like show some, like she, it wasn't on the page, mm-hmm. but she showed some range. We started watching the dailies. Oh, we have to write for her more. Yeah, we got to write. That's for exactly her more. what happens. Yes, we got to give her more shit because because mm-hmm. it'll, it'll it'll take away from the main people and mm-hmm. in a, a starship show like that. It's like. Well, she's there in every scene anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not just like like up, up, up? And the people who people who couldn't be that good well who's gonna die in this episode because <laughs> <laughs> some people had some shit. people some people had to die because what we were doing to give the stakes oh, we were wow. like well who's gonna die who's not actually that good right you know like wow. we're, we're cutting around not you know we gave them lines in the script and then we shoot it we're like uh okay who got I mean, who, who's gonna die yeah. you know i mean now, now granted no granted we had thought about killing the Forge's daughter, not because she wasn't bad, because we were like, it's gonna fuck everyone's brain up if we mm-hmm. kill her, because because now you love her, because she because her role's amped up, you know. Right. But it was one of those things mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, it's like that's the thing that like actors don't get that that that, that writers start start the, the writer producers start seeing your work on the dailies and decide do we give you more, give you less, and it's solely based upon 
how well you've prepared. Yep. You know? Well, let me, pick, let me piggyback on, on that from an artistic perspective because I think what he's saying is absolutely true. And I think from my background, um, <coughs> I do a lot of commercial photography. Right. Uh, product photography as well. And like one thing that I learned is that people don't necessarily do that. Okay, when, when you're taking pictures, you have to wear all black as a photographer yeah. because if you're shooting something chrome mm-hmm. and reflect. Y- yeah you 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 appear in a highlight is just like a li- uh, in the mm-hmm. reflection it's just like a little blo- blob or whatever mm-hmm. but you think about like uh if you go back and like and you think about like you know the, the idea of an artist a lot of times you think an artist in all black or whatever i mean there's like a, there's like reasons for that. there's like certain crafty type mm-hmm. of things that like that um that i feel like in in uh there's there's a rebellion in it too though there's you there's know, that there's yeah. that but I, I feel like in in L A there's like this whole like there's just there's you get a different level of like <coughs> um, production and like and, and, and discipline than you do like in in New York because I learned like all my photography in New York okay. and um, it's it's even more interesting now because with the, like the rise of social media and people just needing content like when you go to studios now. A lot of studios already have setups, like already just like ready to go, and I I would see a lot of pictures on Instagram from like people in L.A. and I'd be like, dang, I'm like, like they're like brand new photographers, and they have like, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm like their pictures are like freaking amazing, and, and then I started like getting some like little jobs here and there, and like going to like some of these like smaller studio spaces mm-hmm. and seeing that all the lights were already set up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like all they got to do is. It's a cheat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas, like, when, like, when I was shooting pictures, we were like, when, like, my, the photographer I apprenticed under, like, we were building like lighting rigs and like we were just like doing everything from scratch. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we, like it was crazy. And like I remember, like, kid, like as an apprentice, like carrying around backdrop rolls, like on the subway train and stuff like that. And it's like now you show up at these spots and it's like they just. It's everything just right. hooked up for him. They have know? a light rig and the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I remember yeah. like being like in New York, and everybody would laugh and be like, you know, L A is just. They would laugh at L A because they would say like it's, it's like all polish. It's everything's just polished in L A. Right. You know what I mean? It's like that's just like that. It's just like based on what Chris was saying, like that element of like you know, like you said, like taking care of your body and like you know, learn how to serve your savior your voice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I found a lot of that actually in Maka because his music background, you know what I mean? I felt like, and like, how did, like, you know, like, I guess like how you get ready for a show and how you prepare for a show, like that same like flow uh, is, is like very commendable. And, 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 you know, finding like, that's what I'm saying, collaborating with people that are like, have, have a, like a high level of discipline about their craft is like, it's a great thing. Yes, for Completely. sure. Completely. It's like um, every opportunity <laughs> is, is, is big to me. If it's not big to me, then I most likely won't take it. But I approach every opportunity <laughs> that I do take as, a, as, as that big show, as that, because I am a walking blockbuster and, it, <laughs> and everything that I touch I turn to gold <laughs> and it stay lit. You kids today. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, if you don't believe, nobody else will. So I'll say it like that. Well, thank y'all, man. This has been dope. Thank you for having for coming, hanging out with us today on the Rant Room. Yeah, we enjoy it. Let's, re- let's uh, do a quick little um, shout out real quick. So um, once again, the, the video's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
It's a uh, two no the tango. Yeah, two the tango. <laughs> two the tango. Search it out. Uh, just Google it. It'll come up. It's got a, a nice title card and stuff. You'll recognize it right thumbnail, away. Thumbnail. Um, thumbnail. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's gonna be in the show notes. Uh, Maka, your Instagram is what again? Wildfire. That's W I L D F I R E. Period. M A C A. Alex, your Instagram. Oh man, you can find me at popular underline monster on Instagram. You kids will not put your damn names in. Oh no, you can search ridiculous. Alex Derek too. You can search <laughs> Alex Derek. You can search that too. Uh, but your name, your name, my is, screen name is, is important for people can just brand you, not to worry about what was this thing again. You know, I know every time I, know, I look for him, I, I have know. to go, Chris. What's, well, his name? what's this thing again? again? But but again, I mean, look, you know, I don't have the best uh, the thing on that, but that's only because when I set up my Instagram, which as you remember is is uh, unauthorized CBD it's because it was for my business which was right. called unauthorized media so it was a, a business account that didn't got changed and I didn't redo it said it but anyway that's where I can be found <laughs> find us add us feel free to ask us any questions that's what's enjoy that. enjoy yeah. to the tango enjoy the movie yes yeah, it's, it's for if you like Halloween you're definitely gonna like the movie that's what's that. yeah. thank you all for listening and thank you for having us yes sir yes sir and I'm your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter I say Twitter like I'm cool by the way um, <laughs> at Hilliard Guest also on Instagram and anything Hilliard Guest pimp name y'all don't know nothing about that uh, <laughs> Uh, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to Anchor. Is that what Anchor? It? Yeah, we're on Anchor. Anchor. I always want to say Archer. Uh, Anchor. We are all over the world. Please subscribe, follow us, give us a five star review. Review. We need that for the metrics. What else we got, Chris? Uh, and you can support the show. Please support the show for a dollar a month, two dollars a month, whatever it is. Million. Five dollars you know. a month, million dollars a month. You can you, you know, <laughs> so you can follow us at uh, patreon.com forward slash uh, screenwriters rant room or at screenwritersrr.com and you'll find a link to support the Patreon or ask us any questions and that's it. Yes sir, yes sir. Um, so you know I'm going to ask you to take us out since you got bars like that. Let's hear some bars. You got to give us a little, just take us out. Give us a little, a little <laughs> it's a little 16 something. At this time I, I only want to focus on acting. <laughs> See I'm talking about See? kids today. They get opportunities oh, don't to have thousands of people hear them and then they don't take it. Okay. Uh, well, thank <laughs> you, y'all. We you appreciate you. You can y'all. definitely find my music on Spotify at m.a.c.a. Again, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you're get down to, get down to m.a.c.a. It's good music for sure. Okay. That's what's up. Peace. You guys know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? 2022. He changed it every damn time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember all the time. My head is jumping around. Peace, y'all. Peace. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rant room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stop. Any topic, even the random random. I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the random That's it, that's all I got to say